Does it seem sometimes that the challenges and the pressures of the confusing world around us crowd out the really important things that we can do to eternally influence the lives of the people in our lives? This is Dennis Peterson, and thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. I've got an invitation for you to share with your friends today. It's an invitation I think you're going to want to make some special note of. So you might want to be ready to write down some details that I'll share, you know, just a little bit more coming up in our program today. And while you're getting your pen and paper, I'd like to share some timeless Bible thoughts with you. They, they could make a big difference in how you process the perplexing circumstances that challenge us to trust God, and maybe in ways that many of us have not experienced before. Have you read Psalm 34 lately? These verses are particularly encouraging, reminding us to focus on God and his solutions to trust him for help to overcome the seemingly hopeless conditions of a world that seems to have abandoned common sense and discernment. The confessions of dependency on him are timeless here. And when we seriously take to heart God's merciful help for his children and the justice that he has for his enemies, our perspective turns from depressed to hopeful. I found that it's helpful to write out the thoughts that God's Holy Spirit helped me to process as I meditated on the passage. Listen to what I wrote. Now, this is a psalm of David regarding the time that he pretended to be insane in front of Abimelech, the enemy of God's people, who sent him away. It starts out in Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Now, isn't that an encouraging start? You know, let's focus on the Lord. Let's focus not on our problems, but on the Lord and realize that we've got to be speaking his praises and speaking about the wonderful things. I was as always driving in to, to make the recording for today's program. I, I was able to go through a lovely setting and we're out in the country and we're able to enjoy the the beautiful trees and the birds and the deer and the antelope play <laughs> there weren't any antelope there but you know what i mean the turkeys even there were wild turkeys out with the deer but you know what it goes on in psalm 34 and says come let us tell of the lord's greatness let us exalt his name together let's rediscover the joy of worshiping with like-minded believers Focus on finding others of like mind who want to just praise God, worship God, share his word together, encourage one another, and just be together to be able to share. And then go out and share that love of God with other people. I prayed to the Lord, it says in Psalm 34, verse 4, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. You know, talking to him opened my spiritual ears to listen to his calming comfort. Just get alone with the Lord. Talk with him. The more that I do that, the more I find that he refreshes my heart, my soul, my mind. And it goes on in verse 5 and says, Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. There's no shadow of shame that will darken their faces. The joy he gives me makes it my delight to smile and share that joy with those that I encounter. Really, that's what it's about. In my desperation, he goes on in Psalm 34, verse 6, In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. What a promise to change my focus. Changing it from focus on problems that seem hopeless without him to just focusing on him and his solutions and resting in the Lord, as it says over in Psalm 37, just a few pages ahead. Now look, 
Psalm 34, verse 7 goes and says, For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to have a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. It's giving you a recipe for really the peace that everybody wants. Just focus on the Lord. Focus on doing good. Focus on speaking, not evil things, not all of the bad things that are going on and reported in the mainstream, lamestream media, for goodness sake. But let's focus on what God is doing. I'm not saying ignore all the bad stuff altogether. Yeah, you have to acknowledge that it's there and find out solutions for it and do what you can. But the point is, it says in Psalm 34, verse 15, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. Now, we're not supposed to take delight in the downfall of the wicked, of even our enemies. But we can delight in the fact that God is just and vengeance is his and he will repay the evildoers. The Bible is filled with that, and we can delight in that, that God is just. At the same time, we've got to delight in his grace toward us. We don't deserve his mercy, but we can thank him for it. We can just focus on him and share his good news wherever we are. Verse 17 goes on and says, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Boy, we can all use a good dose of that, can't we? In verse 19, he goes on and says, The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Don't you think it's amazing to see how God's word supernaturally helps us embrace courage and resist cowardice. It's naturally human to allow our highly biased preconceptions to overrule our ability to think biblically or even with a healthy degree of skepticism. Those thoughts have been manipulated. They've been programmed by years of various forms of cultural propaganda like the news media, the secular education that most of us have had, the peer pressure that we're surrounded by, by the entertainment world, So it's vital for us to all do ourselves a big favor. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us set aside our predispositions, to set aside those things that are leading us into all the negativity and all the despair, and follow the recipe of Psalm 34. Read it yourself, and and read it as soon as you get a chance. Psalm 34, it's a go-to passage in the Bible, and you need to be looking at it regularly, especially in these days you'll see a valuable biblical prescription for detoxing your anxious thoughts and centering yourself on Jesus. It really is relating to Jesus. You've got to get close to Jesus if you're going to have any hope. 
and help others do the same thing. It's a personal relationship with the living God, Jesus Christ, the one who created everything. And he holds everything together by his power. As I was out driving on the way here today, I was thinking, God, thank you for the blue sky, for the oxygen in the air that you give me to breathe. Thank you, Lord, for the, the beautiful scenery that just boys up, lifts up my spirit. Now, many of our listeners know that my particular specialty in ministry for the last 40 years has been biblical creation and science and history and, and how the historical record of Genesis is confirmed by true science in a world that has rejected the love of the truth and given itself over to the deceptions of evolutionism, humanism, and secularism. It's not hard to see that many people have bowed to self-destructive idolatry. It puts crazy modern philosophies preeminently above God. They disregard the truth and the power of God and his word. They do exactly what Paul declared in Romans 1.25. It says they exchange the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. But it's so refreshing to see how the natural world beautifully exalts the glory of our creator. And I'll share a bit about that from my new book, Seven Keys to Discover Genesis is True. But first, are you ready to write down your invitation? This week, on Saturday, June 26th, I'll be giving a couple of informal workshop sessions on biblical creation up in the foothills of El Dorado County, just east of Placerville. This June 26th, the meeting is free, Saturday afternoon event for the whole family. I'll be giving two illustrated presentations about some of the seven keys to discovering Genesis is true. They'll be especially focused for families who really care about giving their children solid biblical insights for exploring their world. At one o'clock, I'll be diffusing one of the most insidious deceptions that has crept into practically every corner of society that's been pre-programmed to think that simple things evolve over time into more complex things. How often have we heard that? And then at 2 p.m., I'll be sharing some of the best observations to help open-minded believers sort out some of the most popular misconceptions about dinosaurs and fossils and the history of our planet. If you know any families live in the Upper Foothill region just east of Placerville and Plymouth, especially those who have some interest in giving their children quality Bible-based learning at home, be sure to tell them about not only the afternoon meeting that I'll be delivering, but also the morning workshops to help home educators connect with other home educators and resources to help in their assignments to serve their family and to serve God. Both sessions on Saturday, June 26th, are at Grace Community Church. Now write this down. Grace Community Church is located at 4570 Pleasant Valley Road, back behind the hardware store across the street from Holiday Market, right there in Pleasant Valley. The first meetings is at are 9 a.m. to noon, and then my session is going to be from 1 to 3 p.m. Now I want to make sure you write down this phone number. Call 530-957-3023 for more information. If you want to find out all the details and maybe help in getting here and all of that, but call 530-957-3023. Now snacks and refreshments will be provided, but you might want to bring some lunch for your family. Come and enjoy the time with us as we informally share some very insightful discoveries that I'm sure you're going to never forget. Do you recall ever hearing the great commandment that Jesus quoted from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy? It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. 
It's in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. It's very familiar to most Christians, as well as all practicing Jews. But less familiar, but even maybe every bit as relevant, is especially for our day and time, is the following verse 7. Speaking of the words that God instructed Moses to write, it says, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. It sounds to me like God's telling his family to be purposeful about one thing that is of utmost importance, and we're supposed to be doing that one thing from morning till night. And we're at rest even in our homes, as well as while we're moving around throughout our days between all our various jobs and chores. And what is that one thing? A lot of us are familiar with the charge to parents in Proverbs 22, 6, where it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. But I wonder if we all could stand to be more deliberate about diligently teaching and talking about the ways of God, his wonderful works, and his insightful wisdom. Do you think we've gotten more lax about this assignment in our generation than perhaps some of our own previous generations? King David's prayer to God in Psalm 145 included the declaration that one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. That's Psalm 145 verse 4. But let me ask you a question. Has the Lord ever changed his mind about his assignment for us as, his, as parents to tell our children, our grandchildren, and really everyone in our reach about his wonderful works? Does he still expect us to influence others to honor God in every respect of their life path? Whether we choose to commit to all-out home education or to partner with others to educate our sons and daughters, the responsibility for the content and delivery of training our next generation is borne by moms and dads. And when you think of it, the familiar quote of 19th century American poet William Ross Wallace is more vital to our modern generation than ever. He wrote, The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. There can be no doubt that the values and beliefs of any generation are the most significant influences on the destiny of the next generation. Could it be that many of us today in our busy lives could stand to reclaim some of the legacy of personally passing on to our children the wonderful discoveries of God's awesome miracles that are all around us? I like the way Psalm 78.4 helps us make a challenging commitment to God. Hear what it says. He's speaking of God's awesome works of creation, and he's including his intervention to display his merciful care for his creation. He says in Psalm 78, We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. And then he continues in Psalm 78 to say, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them, the children who would yet be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, and they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Did you notice the transgenerational flavor of what was being said? That we convey things to our children so that they can convey things to their children I think there's a big clue there. 
Isn't it amazing how the promise that God made for those who simply obey his command to teach their children has such a wonderful effect? We all want our children to set their hope in God, as it says there. We want them to keep his commandments. We want them to pass the baton to the next generation. It starts with us. And then Moses writes of those godly future generations, as it says in Psalm 78, that they may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. I think that we'd all have to be honest enough to admit that it's not just the ancient Israelites who missed the mark regarding their loyalty to follow God and his commandments. And that's why we're in a place today to anticipate that God in his mercy is giving us all a chance to reclaim the legacy of influencing the next generation to fear the Lord rather than fearing what men and corrupted human institutions can threaten to do to us. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. So what do you suppose is the most fundamental purpose for nature? When we look at a firefly, we're told by scientists that they almost magically display something they call cold light. It's one of the most amazing miracles of nature. The firefly has been called nature's chemists. It's believed fireflies use their lights in selecting mates and to attract others to a discovery of food, but we don't really know for sure. And of course, there are other beetles that do quite well without built-in light bulbs. So why would a firefly accidentally evolve by nature? Even more puzzling is the question of how a firefly could ever evolve. The amazing ability of living creatures to produce light has been named bioluminescence. The firefly produces light by a complex process. Scientists are only beginning to understand it, but they cannot duplicate it. A unique chemical that scientists have named luciferin, I guess that comes from... Somewhere in the Bible, doesn't it? Hmm. Well, this luciferin combines with an enzyme called luciferase, plus another compound produced by the bug's little body called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Now, mixed in just the right proportions and in just the right timing, light is produced when oxygen is added to the formula. The light from a lightning bug is produced by an energy conversion process that is so efficient that no measurable heat is formed. Remember those old incandescent light bulbs that some of us still use? They convert about 80% of the energy that they use into heat. If it worked that way in a lightning bug, they'd all fry when they turned on the lights. The firefly was created perfectly to avoid overheating. How many everyday creations with complex chemistry do we take for granted? Think of the chemistry that converts food into the muscles of your body or that converts light entering your eyes into vivid, full-color imagery in your brain. Consider the chemical compounds made in the endocrine glands of your body that stimulate all sorts of emotions just by thinking certain thoughts. You might think of something delicious, maybe something like hot cinnamon rolls fresh out of mom's kitchen, and in a split second, your salivary glands start producing saliva while your mind is visualizing chomping into one of those scrumptious rolls. Complex chemistry is all around us as a testimony of God's awesome works. 
From the symbiotic relationships between plants and animals to the microscopic mechanical perfections of systems within living cells, God's awesome creation is filled with millions of examples of the Creator's intelligent design. The primary purpose of all of this could not be more clear. The primary purpose of nature is simply to declare the reality that God is vividly evident as the Creator. And it says in Romans chapter 1, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His internal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they're without excuse. These are the kinds of things that we can all guide our children and grandchildren to understand and not just learn, like we were taught to regurgitate facts in school. I'm talking about a deeper level of understanding where we actually own concepts that we can fully embrace and be confident in, no matter how many deceiving influences would try to persuade us otherwise. That's the heart of God's brand of understanding. And we need His Holy Spirit, not just for ourselves, but for us to help our young people to grasp as well. We might intellectually know that Genesis declares God made the heavens and the earth in six days, and it was all very good at the beginning. But when we truly understand, down deep in our own hearts, as well as our minds, that God really did what He said, and the evidence backs it up, we'll never lack confidence in God's ability to do anything that He declares in His Word. But we won't necessarily have that deep abiding peace that comes from that kind of confidence if we haven't taken the time to meditate on His Word and test all the things that support it. These are the kinds of things the devil wants to keep God's children completely in the dark on, and that's why we've got to be diligent about destroying speculations raised against the knowledge of God. And this is why I invite you, if you know anyone who's interested in homeschooling their children, please invite them to come to the workshop that's coming up on June 26th in Pleasant Valley. June 26th at Grace Community Church, across from the Holiday Market. It's at 4570 Pleasant Valley Road in Pleasant Valley at 9 a.m. to noon and at 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Again, call 530-957-3023 for more information. Recent episodes of Reclaiming Your Legacy that you may have missed are found at reclaimyourlegacy.com. Listen to the audios there and see all the transcripts plus all the important links to valuable information worth sharing with friends. We thank God for his guidance and provision to be with you and all of our listeners here on KFI each week. And when you're at the website, see how you can help us continue the research and preparation to equip listeners to strengthen their confidence in God's Word. That confidence is building a God-glorifying legacy as you share what God is putting into you and your children and the spiritual heirs that will thank God for your part in making them effective living stones in the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Dennis Peterson. Thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy.